So, Father God, we thank you this morning, Father God. We thank you for each and everyone here and everyone that will listen later, Father God. And, Father God, we just worship you as we go into this season, Father God. This season, Father God, where so many people don't realize the reason for this season, Father God. So, we're just praying, Father God, that people understand, Father God, this this holiday season that they're going into, Father God. And we just pray, Father God, that they realize it's more than just fun family and food father god that you are the reason father god that we celebrate this right now father god so we just want to thank you this morning for allowing us to gather here father god and give you praise and worship we just thank you and we give you praise honor and glory this morning in jesus mighty name and everyone say amen amen amen
saw a lot of Christmas in in the workplace you know I was in a store and everybody was like uh, 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 happy holiday happy holiday and I'm saying Merry Christmas and you know they like uh, uh, one person said you know our management really don't want us to say Merry Christmas they really don't want us to say Merry Christmas but you know when you don't say Merry Christmas you're taking the Christ out of Christmas. I'm going to tell you a secret. You can't spell Christmas without Christ. You can't spell Christmas without Christ. But as I as I looked up, when I looked up and I was listening to the music, because see, they want to take Christ out of Christmas. They don't want you to say, see, see, after Thanksgiving, I'm actually willing to say Merry Christmas. 
That's just me. After Thanksgiving, I'm willing to say Merry Christmas. And, and, and these places want to say uh, 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 it offends some people when you say Merry Christmas. But when I listen to the Christmas music that is playing in the store that I'm in that I was just told their management don't want me to say that, the music I'm hearing is, Oh, come let us adore him. Welcome, let us adore him. While I'm listening to this music, for he alone is worthy. Now, you just told me that your management don't want you to say Merry Christmas, but what I'm listening to, oh, he alone is worthy. I'm like, that's a contradiction of things. But don't worry, we ain't the only ones that miss Christ. See, I got a question for you today. Will you have Christ in your Christmas? Or is this just going to be a happy holiday? If you want to have Christ in your Christmas, you need to say Merry Christmas. A happy holiday. And so many people X out Christ. Let me tell you something. Some people accidentally X out Christ. Let me tell you how they do it. They don't want to spell Christmas, so they put X miss. When you put X miss, guess what you done did? You just have X'd out Christ. Stop being lazy, right? Merry Christmas. Ain't no X miss unless you want to X out Christ, y'all. So, so many people all through the decades and ages, way back in the biblical time, has X'd out Christ. Let me tell you. I want to start with uh, 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 back in the day, the first person that X'd out Christ was the innkeeper. The innkeeper. He X'd out Christ. Let me tell you what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 1. If you have your Bible, go to Luke Luke chapter 2, verse 1, and let's check out uh, 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 how the innkeeper X'd out Christ. The word says, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. There was no room in the inn. So that means Mary went to go have Jesus in the hotel and they told Mary there is no room in the inn. We got no room, but I'm going to tell you something. If that innkeeper would have knew that that baby was Jesus Christ, the son of God, the Lord of Lords, they would have made some room in the inn. The innkeeper has missed out. They would have made some room in the inn and that place would have been so popular that it would be making money right today because it would say this is where Jesus was born. But the innkeeper missed out because he had no room in the inn. Now, that baby was born in Bethlehem, we all know. And Bethlehem is not this big significant place in this big significant city why was there no room in the end let me explain that to you let's go to uh, 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 the first verse in that Luke chapter 2 verse 1 if you have your Bibles if not write it down go back and see it later and it came to pass those days that there were went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed so the reason why everybody was in Bethlehem and there was no room in the inn because it was time to be taxed. It was time for everybody to be counted. See, they had censors way back in the day. 
So everybody had to be counted. And this taxes was made when uh, the governor of Syria said so. And all went to be taxed everyone into his own city. So what I'm saying is, and that was Luke 1, 2, and 3. What I'm saying is everybody went back to their own hometown, to their own place to pay their taxes and to be counted for their census, as we call it today. So Joseph went back to Bethlehem to be counted. That's why he was in Bethlehem and he took his pregnant wife, Mary, and we know the rest. Now, the second person back in those good old biblical days who missed Christ at Christmas was King Herod. King Herod missed Christ, totally missed Christ. And let's go to Matthew 2 and 3, and I'll tell you what I'm talking about. It said, when Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. It says, when Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. When he heard what? What did King Herod hear that troubled him and all Jerusalem? He heard that three wise men was looking for the king. Three wise men was looking for the king and Herod was like, wait a minute, I'm confused. Why are they looking for the king? I am the king. See, King Herod was the king, but these three wise men went to look for the king and King Herod was wondering what the heck they talking about. I am the king and all Jerusalem around him was troubled about that situation. Why is these three men? See, a lot of us, we take Christ out of Christmas because we want to be the king. We want to run everything. We want to be the kings of our lives. But we got to understand that we cannot be the king. We can't serve two kings. We can't be king and serve him as king. Also, there's only one king. There's only one king and his name is Jesus, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. But Herod could not understand that. See, I'm going to tell you something. Christmas these days is so sanitized. It's so sanitized. And I'm not talking about the, the sanitized that you put on your hand because of the COVID and keep your hand clean. I'm talking about it's so sanitized. Our children will pray to Santa before they pray to God. Our children will pray for, to Santa for that toy that they want under that Christmas tree. Dear Santa up north, south pole, wherever you at, I do need that big wheel. Uh-oh, I let y'all know how old I am. I don't even think they ride big wheels no more. But they pray to Santa before. The Christmas is so sanitized, and we need to let these children know the reason for this season. The reason for this season, of course, I want a gift. I want a gift from all of y'all this year. Of course, I want something under my tree. Of course. But let's not take focus off the real reason for this season is Christ. I want y'all non-believers and non-understanders who celebrate this holiday with food, family, fanfare. Uh, uh, I want you to understand that if it wasn't for Christ, we wouldn't celebrate Christmas. Duh. Let that bell go off in your head. If it wasn't for Christ, it wouldn't be Christmas. So what are you celebrating? 
you're celebrating this man's birthday. We may not know the correct day, but we know it was this month. So you're celebrating this man's birthday, but you're telling me that you don't believe. You're telling me that your manager says that you can't say Merry Christmas, but the music is saying, for we adore him. It's Christ the Lord. The music is saying that in the same very place. People are, uh, uh, you go by people's house and they got on these beautiful lights and they have these Christmas boxes in front of their house. Those Christmas boxes look beautiful, but those boxes are empty. There's no Christ in their Christmas. They're celebrating a holiday. Don't say it if you don't mean it. If you want to say happy holiday, that's fine because you just told me you're not believing the reason for this season. So when I can't say Merry Christmas at work, guess what? You're offending me. You taking away my rights. But it's okay for me not to say that because it's going to hurt somebody else, y'all. That is not my sermon, but I just want to bring it out there. See, King Herod, King Herod missed out big time. So by King Herod, what people don't understand is that season, we do want the children to enjoy. We want the children to open gifts. We want the children to have fun. But I'm going to tell you something. That reason back then, children were getting killed because King Herod made a decree to kill all little boys under two years old. We do want them to celebrate, but we need to let them know the real reason for the season. And I'm not telling you to go tell your children that King Herod was killing all the boys under two years old. That's not what I'm saying today. What I'm saying is to let these children grow up to know we're going to lose it all. We're going to lose Christ and Christmas, period. Unless we let the children, the next generation know the reason for this season. But you know, Who else missed out? I'm going to tell you who else missed out on Christmas. So it says, it says here uh, uh, that the church people missed out on Christmas. The religious people missed out on Christmas. See, here's what happened. King Herod wanted to know where this baby was going to be born. So he called all the religious leaders. He called the scribes. He called the priests. He called all the church folks. And he asked them this question. Where is this new king of kings? See, he knew. He knew that it was going to be a new king because he called the priests, the scribes, and what we call today the church folks. And he asked them, where is this king going to be born? And what they said was uh, 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 in Matthews 2 and 4, I told y'all to write it down because I'm going to be moving along here. And and for those, I I went live on Facebook. I don't know if it's recording or not, but for those who are, are, are listening on Facebook, we are the Bread of Life Evangelistic Outreach Church. Located in East Palo Alto, California, under the teaching of Pastor Mary Frazier. For those who don't know, now you know. So it says in Matthews 2 and 4, and when he heard, when we, when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is written by the prophets. So here's the deal. Those church people knew 
Exactly, because they knew their Bible. They were scholars of the Bible. They were scribes. They were church folks. They knew what's going on. But I'm going to tell you something. If that don't mean nothing because you are church folks. That don't mean that you got Christ and Christmas because you go to church. That don't mean you got Christ and Christmas because you read the Bible. That's see, the word is the written word. But if you're not living the written word, then the word just becomes a word. The word is written. The word needs to be lived. If not, it's just a word. So you can know all these words, but what the heck are you doing with all these words that God has gave us? And it goes on to say, it goes on to say in Micah 5 and 2, but Bethlehem, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, Yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel who is going forth, having been from old, from everlasting. So what is saying in Micah, before I tell you what that means, I want to tell you about Micah 5 and 2. It was prophesied and written 700 years before Christ. 700 years. I want you to go to Micah 5 and 2 and I want you to read that yourself about the prediction, about the prophecy of Jesus Christ. It was written and it was prophesied 700 years before Christ. Now, the reason why I keep saying that, because people ask me, Richard, why you believe so much in that Bible? Well, look, this was prophesied 700 years before it even happened. It was prophesied by a little town called Bethlehem. Bethlehem wasn't no big town. Bethlehem was East Palo Alto, little town. Bethlehem was Maywood, Illinois, Melrose Park, Menlo Park in California. It was a Joliet. It was a Bellwood. It was a Broadview. Most of y'all don't know. Sabrina know all those towns. It was a little town of Bethlehem. Little town. So if I'm going to prophesy something 700 years from now, it may not be Bethlehem. I hope y'all feel me because y'all too near me not to hear me. So what I'm saying is it was prophesied 700 years ago in this little bitty town that you wouldn't even think about twice 700 years ago. It was prophesied the birth of Jesus way back then. And see, these church folks, they knew that they went right to that scripture to tell Herod that scripture. These folks knew it. But guess what? They were church people. They were uh, 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 scribes and, and all of this. But you know who went to go see Jesus? Three wise men. Three wise men who may not knew as much as these scribes and these priests and these church folks knew. See, you can know the word, but do you know Jesus? You can know the word. But do you know Jesus? See, the three wise men who wasn't scribes, who wasn't priests, they went to go see Jesus. They went to go check this baby out. But these church folks, they ain't go nowhere. They ain't did nada. They didn't go see Jesus. It was the three wise men who went to see Jesus. So the reason why I keep repeating that, would you go see Jesus? Or would you be like the church folks and sit back in the cut because you know the Bible? 
See, you can know the Bible because like I said before, the word is written. Are you living the written word? If you're not living what is written, then you just have a word. The word means nothing if you're not living the words that come out on these page. These pages should reach out and touch you when you read them because Jesus' birth was prophesied 700 years in a little town of Bethlehem, Maywood, Illinois, East Palo Alto, Menlo Park. You know what I mean? All right. So it goes on to say, it goes on to say that uh, 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 I didn't got lost here because I didn't got excited about uh, 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 what I'm talking about here. But the main thing I do want to keep reminding y'all, let's not take Christ out of Christmas. You can't spell it without Christ. You, you really shouldn't celebrate it without Christ. Before your kids open the toys, please have them say a little prayer. Before they open those toys and see this world has got so so screwed up. Like when you look at the negativity scene of the uh, of Jesus in the manger and, and Mary holding the baby and the animals, I'm going to tell you all something. It was more animals at Jesus birth than it was people. When you're looking at those negativity scenes in the churches, and I hope this don't offend nobody because, you know, a lot of churches put on the plays and, and they have those scenes with Jesus in the manger and, and, and they have the animals and they have the three wise men kneeling there. They have the three wise men kneeling, offering Jesus gifts in a manger. Well, I'm here to tell y'all that ain't the way it happened. The Bible tells us that is not the way it happened. So, like I say, I'm not trying to to uh uh uh, uh I'm not trying to discourage uh, anybody and their little plays and their negativity scene, but when we teach our children, we need to teach them the truth. Here's the truth, Matthew 2:11. And when they came into the house, I'm going to run that by you one more again. These are the three wise men, and it's on Matthews 2.11. If didn't nobody believe that the three wise men did not kneel in the manger and give Jesus those gifts. Matthew 2.11 tells us, and when they were come into the house, once again, into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, fricassee, and mirth. It tells you right there, y'all, and I hope I didn't bust no bubbles because those negativity scenes, I do understand why they do that. But let our children know the truth. Let our children know that those three wise men who were smarter at that particular time than the church people. I love y'all church people. Let's not get it fused. But I, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. So it ain't all about the uh, uh, I want to live the word. I just don't want to read the word. So I don't want to be a church folks. I want to be a spiritual folk. And I want the truth. to. Uh, my pastor taught me if it ain't in the Bible then should you really believe it? My pastor taught me if I want the answer to those type questions that uh, uh, certain religious groups give, look for that answer in the Bible. And if it ain't there, keep the stepping, keep on moving. That's what I was taught. What were you taught? Were you taught that the three wise men were kneeling in the manger to offer Jesus those gifts? No, it says strictly, and I believe what the Bible says, that they was in a house. 
that they was in a house, but I'm going to leave that alone and I'm going to go back to the subject of the matter is let's not take Christ out of Christmas, y'all. Let's remember why we celebrate this season. Let's remember the reason for the season. Because for he alone is worthy. For he alone is worthy. For he alone is worthy. Christ the Lord. Keep Christ in Christmas, y'all. That's my short sermon for the day, Pastor, because the only thing I want to say uh, uh, today, Pastor, is to keep Christ in Christmas. I don't want us to lose focus. I want the children, the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren to know what they're celebrating. I want them to understand that you don't pray to Santa, you pray to Jesus, and then you ask Jesus, can Santa send them something? Don't go directly to Santa, y'all children, because Santa can't hear you. But God hears your prayers and he answers your prayers. Let's teach our children right. Go back and listen to my podcast. Should we teach our children to pray? That's uh, with God. All things are possible. That's one of my podcasts. Go and find that and listen how we should teach our children to pray. And remember, for he alone is worthy. We should never take Christ out of Christmas. If you at work mumbling, Merry Christmas. If you at work, uh, uh, I don't want you to get fired, but you do have to let your employee know that they have just taken away your rights. I'm going to leave this alone before I get somebody in trouble. Go ahead, Pastor. Turn it over to you. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Amen. We have uh, this practice now because we have other uh, uh, religious beliefs that uh, we can't offend anybody by saying Merry Christmas, but I'm offended when I don't say Merry Christmas. And so when people say to me, Happy Holidays, I reply, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> so praise the Lord. I know that some of you have jobs where you're not allowed to do that. But, you know, that's the whole point. They don't want to talk about Christ. You know, you can talk about anything else uh, but Jesus. When you start talking about Jesus, they don't even mind you saying God. But when you start talking about Jesus, that's when people get offended because everybody wants to say uh, different things about Jesus. So when you make him the son of God or allow him to be the son of God, people get mad at you. But you know, people get mad at you for a whole bunch of things. So I've just decided they'll just be mad. I'm not telling you all to lose your jobs as Reverend has already said. But I'm telling you, honey, when it comes to Jesus, I am very proud that he is in my life. And, uh, you know, I was uh, telling somebody else on Facebook, if y'all have not seen it, there's a ministry called Eternal Light. And Eternal Light is offering T-shirts at sometimes free if you belong to their little club and sometimes they're $5. And I have quite a collection of T-shirts now. But what I have on today says, preach the word. Mm-hmm. And so I like to wear these t-shirts and go to the store and around so, so people know. can see 
me wearing uh, what I believe. Uh, everybody doesn't want to do that. I remember we had T-shirts made for the church, and one of our devout members said to me, oh, I can't wear that T-shirt. I said, why? Well, I just can't wear it. Well, if you are ashamed of the God you serve, then don't be surprised. He already said in his word that you deny me and I'll deny you at the time when you really need me to own you. So that's my translation of that scripture. So anyway, I'm not going to preach the sermon this morning. We enjoyed the word of God going forth. This is just a few days before what we call Christmas. And what we believe Christmas is all about is Jesus' birthday. And so I thank God for each one of you. We're coming closer and closer to the end of this year. And those that of us that make it through this year, we ought to be shouting the victory. I heard that song as, uh, that was uh, uh, sung earlier on about uh, walking in your victory. And then another song that said, he is my victory. And so we uh, need to shout the victory because God has allowed us to see this year through. It's not been an easy year. It's been a hard year for a lot of people. But when you know Jesus, he'll get you through. And so we thank God for that. So we're getting ready to close for uh, our service for today, but we just want to always acknowledge if there's anybody that's with us this morning that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, we want to invite you to become a part of the body of Christ. And the Word of God says in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, and if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. So if you're on here with us or you uh, listen to Reverend's podcast where he usually airs the service and you don't know Jesus Christ, well, today is the first day of the rest of your life. And all you need to do is say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for me I believe that you were buried and that you were resurrected on the third day and that you now sit at the right hand of the throne of grace, making intercession for me. And if you say that prayer and invite him into your life, you are saved. You have received salvation. You have received eternal life. And then if you want to, you can invite the Holy Spirit and in and say, Holy Spirit, fill me to overflowing with your spirit. And then some other things begin to happen. So we acknowledge that if you accepted Christ and you're saved, we thank God for you. If you need more information about your salvation, you can certainly contact Reverend on his podcast. I guess he gives a number for you to call, but you can also call us at 650-814-6705. And we'll be happy to ask and add you to the prayer list. We pray on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, actually, Wednesday we have Bible study. 
And we just invite you to join us for all of our activities. We are currently worshiping on Zoom. We are not gathering. And every time I believe that maybe God is saying it's time together, we have another breakout of this COVID. So in our area here in California, I think it's all over the country right now because of this variant that is floating around. That we're going back to masks, we're going back to distancing, we're going back to all the things that we were doing before to keep safe and to keep healthy. And finally, I want to encourage any who have not been vaccinated to, to get vaccinated. I'm sorry, but I am going to say that to you because that's the best way to keep yourself safe. And just understand that God has given us this vaccine to help us stay healthy and help us stay alive. And so even if you expose the COVID after you have the vaccination, you probably aren't going to die. People who have not been vaccinated, they have proven it, they are dying. And nobody wants to have a premature cut off of their life. And so that's plain talk, y'all. So I'm getting ready to let Reverend dismiss us. I love you all. And I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Um, I think Christmas is on Saturday. Is that right, y'all? Yeah. Yep. So when we see each other on Sunday, it'll be after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So I, think, I just want to wish you a very, very Christmas. And uh, we will see you before the new year. And uh, I love you all. And I thank you for your faithfulness. And spread the word about bread of life. And spread the word about Jesus. All right. Amen. Amen. So, Father God, we... Thank you, Father God. And as we dismiss, Father God, and, and carry on, Father God, through this season, Father God, we still praying, Father God, that everyone understands the reason for the season, Father God. Father God, we lift up each and everyone here today, Father God, and, and all the family that's represented, Father God. We pray that they have a safe and, and a blessed holiday, Christmas, and whatever people are calling it these days, Father God, we know, Father God, that it's because of you, Father God, that the season even exists. So we pray for a safe and, and a blessed Merry Christmas and, and New Year's, Father God, and we pray, Father God, that that people will be mindful, Father God, and, and do the things, Father God, that they have to do to protect themselves and family this season, Father God. And we just want to thank you, Father God. We give you all praise, we give you all honor, and we give you all the glory, Father God, and in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone say amen. Amen. Amen, amen everybody. Amen. Yeah, I'm blessed. Merry Christmas.